Welcome back to Open Graves. Welcome back. I'm Vesta Vangloria. I'm Heather Noel. I'm taking off my bracelet. It's and making, I just saw your ass on noise. Monday. Yeah, we just did a very rainy day recording on Monday. Just the two of us. And this will yeah. probably actually come out in order. Yeah. For once. Yeah, I think so. But we have a... I mean, I'm excited about who we have on tonight, but... Yeah. How was your week so far, Vesta? I've only... It's only been one day I know. since I've seen you. <laughs> But good, uh, the Bordner's Bon Vivant staff party oh, yeah, was, that? was last night. It was really nice, actually. Oh, good. Yeah, it was, they play a lot of people. Just tear it up? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Was there dancing? No, it was just like, oh, okay. closed out Bon Vivant. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. it was cool. How about you? How was your whole Tuesday? Uh, it was a lot. It was oh, a lot. Um, yeah. I kind of made a, I made a day of it, though. I went and used, it was like I had something semi-uncomfortable to do last night and I went and made a day of it. I actually got kicked out of Griffith Park because it was completely closed. Oh, because of the um, Yeah, so I tried to go and park and go hiking. So you know, of course, what I did, right? <laughs> Snuck in. Yeah. <laughs> I found an, a lot that was open and I, I went up the sideway around the zoo. And you hike rebel. Quick, you know, if you're going to have a vice, make it a healthy I, one. Yeah, actually, it's like um, really obnoxious. Yeah. And then I just ran some errands and yeah, I had a, you know, uncomfortable dinner. Oh, oh, I forgot the best part of my day yesterday. Um, a friend had given me a gift certificate to go get a massage and I actually went and did that. Usually I like to like work out, then get a massage. I did it in reverse order. Change it up. Here we are. All right. But tell them about our, uh, beautiful guest here tonight. We have sitting with us in my home, Jolie. Yeah. Well, hello, beautiful ladies. I am, I have to say, cause when you contacted me um i was very humbled mm. that you asked me so thank you i've never been interviewed before so this is the first time well we can think of it more as a directed chat yeah <laughs> chat, chat well and being familiar with you as a yeah and, it's a little more and listen to her voice how have, why have you been voice. interviewed <laughs> you said that on the phone <laughs> yeah I, i've been told for years that i have a Newscaster voice slash psychology voice. It's more soothing than a newscaster. Psychologist slash, well, and then on the funny end, it could be a phone sex voice as well. (laughs) Yes. Like a really chill phone sex voice. Guided meditation phone sex. Yeah. (laughs) That's a niche. (laughs) I know. And we just created one. (laughs) We did. And we did. Direct or DMS. Please don't. But yeah, so we all found you, um, well, I've seen you around for years. Um, you know, one of those club relationships you have that you're just excited to see them. And I'll admit, forgot your first name for a long time. And then was like, oh God, I love her so much, but I don't want to ask her name because too late. that's embarrassing. <laughs> and then I like ran into you at, at Randy's event on St. Patrick's Day. We had a great conversation and um, that was an out of the way place by my house. Mm. There's a club there one day. Um, but yeah, but just seeing you around and you've been a staple and it, but you're like, you're not somebody that I'd see every single week, but I'd see you once every blue moon and it was always lovely to see you. Oh, it's so lovely. And I, with that said, I want to direct it at you because of what you said to me post COVID, not to get into the COVID, but when I first came back and uh, I hadn't been out and COVID was a risk for me health wise, I had to be really Mm -hmm. careful there for a while. And when I came back, um, what you said to me meant the world to me. What did I say? You just, you, you, we were out in the patio. Um, it might have been the second time that I'd come out, and you just said, uh, and this isn't verbatim, but you said, 
you know, when I see you here, everything feels normal again. Like, yeah, that does sound, yeah. And that, I just was like, I, I did, I got all teary. So thank you. That was just so, I was like, wow. That's the sign that goth nature was healing. Yeah, no, it was yeah. really lovely because I think I was really nervous about just being out in general and mm. the moment you just, thank you. Oh, gosh, my pleasure. Aww. Thank you. You're also one of those dancing addicts that I love who I see out in your, in your zone. Yeah, um, there's a long history to that because I found the scene. I don't know if we're going there right away, but we I can. can. Yeah, <laughs> I found the scene in '94. So okay, so I've been in it for a while, but it's not my first one. So the dancing right. is just um, a creative release that I need. Um, I haven't been out enough lately, for sure. But if I don't get it, I get a little cranky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm a rocker first. Yeah. Um, I come from an era of seeing um, Guns N' Roses at 18 years old at the Troubadour (laughs) before they were signed. Ah. And that whole Sunset Strip crazy era to having a psychic read my palm. (laughs) Not a joke. I mean, I've always, you know, I was raised, you know, in the 70s where there was a lot of music on the radio and everything was on the radio. Yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to laugh. Uh, derogatorily at that, by the way, no. it just really caught me off guard, and I wanted to know where it was going. <laughs> what? The what? What the psychic has to do with oh, your the rock psychic, and roll there, life? There's a so, there's a well because of redirecting me in music. Oh, mm. interesting. And that was given to me as a gift at 18 when I was in the middle of my metal world. But to trace back, I was always listening to classic rock, rock, 60s disco, funk, hmm. uh, you know, punk was kind of, you know, sitting there because I was here in California, but I wasn't quite immersed in it yet. But as early, and I, I, I wanted to remember this because this interview made me remember it, at, in 1979, I, if I hadn't been moved from California, I might have been immersed in this scene sooner oh. because the, my neighbor who I was hanging out with was already listening to The Cure at, in 1979. Wow, impressive. When they were. Yeah. And I remember her going to see some private show, and they hadn't quite done anything here yet, but they had come here for some show. Mm-hmm. I don't even think that's listed. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But um, I got moved to Nevada, uh, or moved from California to Nevada, and I was kind of immersed uh, in a different culture, I would have to say. I would have supposed to go to a high school that was a little bit more where bands like Linkin Park came <laughs> I see. Do you know what I mean? I do. To very hick town, but it was safe and felt good. You could walk at night in the middle of the desert and not feel uh, affected. But it wasn't as diverse, mm-hmm. to be thoughtful. But um, so I became a rocker through that and metal and, you know, bands like, you know, Metallica, Scorpions, all of that stuff. But in the back, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, I like this. And got B-52s always. Things like that kept zooming in because I, the dancer, the person that Phil physically needed to move, um, and it wasn't something I was tuned into yet until a little bit later. So I was in that rocker zone, pretty solid, and then the psychic. Mm. Random, somebody offered me a gift. I went, okay, and she read my palm, or he read my palm, and said, interesting. He said, you were 
you've been here a lot. Are you tired? And I went, okay. And he goes, but you've been here a few times and you were black. Hmm. You need to be immersed in the black community. Uh, And I went, and I'm like, I'm all, you know, let's just do white and black, whatever. But I was, you know, heavy metal was very white, Mm -hmm. if you wanted to say it like that. And um, I looked at him like he was out of his mind. Well, by 21, I was actually immersed in the hip hop culture and going to uh, all black clubs when you could as a blonde white woman, which was pretty diverse at the time. Um, And I think what was beautiful about it, and not to point out race, because I wasn't raised that way, um, I think that's why I was attracted to so many different people because, and I've always been like that because I'm so open. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize I was so different being white, blonde, and going and being like one of two white women in the entire club, add in the blonde. And there would be tension uh, initially until I got on the dance floor. <laughs> and then there was this communication that happened. Yeah. Wow. And then all that went away. Yeah. And it was gone. That The, the barriers. The, the barrier mm-hmm. was just gone. So there was that beautiful thing about music that brings people together the community that happens um, and some of the most incredible dancers I think I've ever been around um, and I don't I guess I'll share this it's, it's a humbling I was good enough at one time to be a backup dancer for Madonna or wow. wow but not all the acrobatics but I was yeah. I just wasn't secure enough in my own head to pursue it but oh. that's, that's how good I I got or you know I didn't realize that because people would approach me and go, oh, are you professional? Are you professional? I'm like, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just at the club. I'm having fun, you know. What are these clubs? I still want to go to hip-hop clubs and I want to, like, I've been on a mission. And, I mean, the only ones I can find are on Hollywood Boulevard and yeah, they look dangerous. Yeah, this is the thing. The <laughs> There's cops there all the time. This is mm. my journey to all of you and why I've never left and why because that community feeling um, left mm-hmm. hip-hop. Hip-hop oh. is mm-hmm. about community, the true hip-hop, the mm-hmm. fun hip-hop, bringing people together, getting everybody on the dance floor, and being a part of something, and having that, that connection. Whatever the music is, it really doesn't matter. You're having a connection on the dance floor with people, and it's, yeah. really, it's really important. Non-verbal communication. I yeah. think you know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Rodney King. Oh, yeah. Wow. So um, that, you know, 91 and 92 changed everything, changed everything. And the, the propensity of the lyrics and what was coming and flexing into the music completely just in, incinerated it. Mm. Um, and I, yes, I went to a lot of mixed clubs, but even those were getting, the lyrics were making the music and people angry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it wasn't... It got really, really angry, especially right after the riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very violent. Yeah, it got really nasty. So there was this little flux I went into, especially about '93, where I didn't feel comfortable going to the places that I enjoyed so much. And um, I started working at, uh, I worked in corporate for ten years. Blah. <laughs> um, I worked in corporate for ten years, and um, one of the places that I worked at, I met somebody who was a goth. Uh, who I dated. Corporate goth. Corporate, <laughs> corporate goth. Who I dated for a little window. Um, and um, 
not many people know me to date anybody at the club, which I've always been very, very, good, very good at <laughs> keeping separate. But um, but mostly I had met a group of people also separate from that who um, one of them is still my original dance friend. She was actually out here in October and came to mm, Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. And uh, she got, we got to dance. So, um, yeah, so we would go to my first club. And part of the questions that I you kind of gave me a little bit was um, uh, Stigmata. Oh, wow. It was your first club. Okay. It was my first one. Stigmata. And um, then I would say they would flip that to Cherry, oh, which, yeah. was, which was fantastic. Cause I it know was people a, that used to go to Cherry, but Cherry it was more was, of a, almost like a, a Miss Kitties. Was it kind of glam? It was, what was great, it was another diversity. You know, you could mm. look around the room and talk about... A gay club? Don't judge a book by its yeah. cover. Everybody in the room, I'd look around and go, okay, this is crazy. <laughs> You'd have a suit, a goth. I mean, it was every different... Takes all kinds. Yeah, yeah, I never went to that one either, but it reminds me of, yeah, but like you said, Miss Kitties, and also Velvet had that. Vibe. I went to right. Velvet a few times. Yeah. Perversion was, of course, mm-hmm. a mainstay. Um, there was a period of time I, I dropped out because I was trying to avoid somebody, but... Um, mm-hmm. And I just got also why you don't see me a lot is that I work in a business where I work on the weekends. Yeah. So that really started from about 2001 on. Okay. Uh, actually, 19, find, 1999 on. How did you find Stigmata? Stigmata was the guy I dated, and then also oh, the corporate guy, gotcha. my, my, my group of friends who, okay. who were all they were all very 80s goth, you know, and then I met them through school. Gotcha. I met them through um, junior college. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and then one of them is still we're still friends. Oh. Oh. So I know. I mean, I know that you know now that we also like to ask people their first like dance experience in the goth community. But I'm interested because you were already a very dance oriented person. Yeah. If that experience was like an easier transition or if something struck you differently like how, how was that feeling when you first decided to I almost got a little bit of uh, tears in my eyes because I think even though I felt at home with the rockers right but that's not dance music right and it could get I love them but it's like it body could, slam <laughs> well it could get a little misogynistic and I oh, know yeah. how to yeah I, I can know see how to that handle too. guys and I've always been able to handle men in that way but it, it would get you know very one-sided my heart was broken over the hip-hop community, but again, I've always been diverse about music. I knew it wasn't going to come back. Um, I remember walking in and the feeling that I had and looking at everyone, and I went, wow, I'm home. That's beautiful. Because that feeling of, I don't think I realized I was a misfit, mm. kind of wandering around and I don't even think until years later how much it. I, went, I just looked around and just felt comfortable. Hmm. You're making me feel teary-eyed now. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's happening? So, just, just, I went, it's so, this is great. I don't have to pretend anymore. To, yeah. But I still, wow. I had to grow into that. It yeah. took some time. Mm-hmm. Because I was still a little bit uh, trying to be a normie, I guess. Mm. Mm. Well, everyone has a phase, I guess. Wow. What was your? Song? I didn't catch your first yeah, song. Yeah, do you remember? The, you know the, the the conglomerate of songs because <laughs> I think my but I I, I got them. Uh, so 
I'm going to say Lords of Acid, I Sit on Acid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were trying to think of that name the other day. We were? Somebody uh, else was talking about that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, gruesome Twosome, Hallucinogen, Hallucinogen. How do you say that? Hallucination Generation. Oh, Generation. Um, of course, Blur, Girls and Boys. No. This is all mid 90s. Yeah. Um, I don't think of that as a goth song at all. But it, they I'm, used to play it. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Uh, Cherry and Velvet, though, would definitely yeah. play Blur. Well, because I'm probably more the goth adjacent, mm. and because I like faster paced music. Yeah. So those are the songs that I would, you know, mm-hmm. gear to. Front Two for Two, mm-hmm. Headhunter, of course. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> KMFDM on the industrial side, mm-hmm. Godlike, you know, and then you have By mm. God 20. Oh, yeah. It, it just, it just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just could keep going. Aww. Yeah. All the really, there's so many, there's so many. Okay. The seminal question. Okay. <laughs> what is your darkness? Ooh. It has to be said only like that. Yeah. <laughs> I did kind of like brief her of like what we mean by that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciated that. Um, it's a lot. And I, you don't have to. No, 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 it's a lot. And you um, and I actually talked about this the first time we had a conversation. Really? Which was, I mean, a real conversation, an in-depth one, which was at a funeral. So there was a lot going on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, say as much or as little as you want. And we can always edit things out too. Yeah. I have been through enormous amounts of stuff and stuff that I wouldn't wish on another human being. But I don't know if I'm ready to do it if I was on a microphone. Totally fair. Yeah. I have um, a story to tell. Even I will share that my therapist, who used to be a producer in films, which is hilarious. (laughs) What a transition. Yeah. (laughs) Um, She uh, has said a few times, she said, you know, if you're ever ready to tell your story, I'll help you produce it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's such a again a humbling thing and I went and I said but it's so much she said Joey you can't write it nobody can write it. it's just it's it's a lot and you're still here and mm-hmm. you're not bitter and and I said well it, being with you has helped a lot <laughs> um get through yeah the madness of it all because it started probably from the time I was born hmm. I'm going to go back to in utero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you and I kind of bonded about because I had a similar weird before I was conscious type of a, yeah. you know, yeah. situation. I mean, I don't mind sharing uh, that I was adopted. So I'm absolutely sure I picked up on my birth mother's stress of. Mm. Yes, I'm sure you did. Yeah. Yeah. And came into, I was born with a hole in my heart. So I wasn't, Ugh. there was a medical situation. So I didn't have bonding with a, and this is where she and I... Yeah, we did talk about this. Mm-hmm. remembering this part of it. Um, and I really enjoyed that. It was... Yeah, it was <laughs> like... <laughs> I really appreciate that you are a no-bullshit, no-small-talk person. <laughs> we got into it real yeah. fast. <laughs> if I'm comfortable, and um, because I'm an exceptionally private person, it, I think it shocks people because I'm not on any social media. Mm-hmm. So... And it isn't... And it's kept me, you know, not being included in things. But... Because I uh, am private, and uh, that's just how I navigate things. But if I'm comfortable with you, I'll tell you anything. Yeah. If you have a question, I don't, I don't have any shame attached to my life anymore. 
therapy works. I'll just say that. Yeah, the soundtrack right here. Yeah, there's also that. <laughs> there is pouring me wine. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and I and I'm a proponent of it for sure. But it certainly needs to be your person. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is a very hard aspect. Yes, you have to audition them. Yeah, it's like dating. I don't do much of that. Fair. <laughs> 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 well, I don't do much of the, like, the going on dates with strangers, which is really what trying out a therapist is. Oh, I don't I, do it. <laughs> I think it would shock people that I'm actually um, shy, um, hmm. because I can, in that way, like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't do the dating thing. I, yeah, never done well with that. Hmm. And I, I know I noticed that you mentioned that you keep your goth social life separate from that. Yeah. I've dated um, a couple of people, but we've kept it private. Mm-hmm. Like very little. Do you have an, like a preference for choosing to keep that outside of the scene in terms of like, I understand like being private, but how does that work in terms of the relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that'll go back to when I first found, found the scene mm-hmm. and uh, dating somebody at work and seeing them every <laughs> That's its own oh, thing. Yeah. Day. And the pain that I went through. Yeah. Um, I decided that dancing has always been something that's really important to me. That even though I didn't pursue it professionally, that I it's mine. And I don't want I don't want any of that flutter in my heart mm. while I'm trying to get rid of. <laughs> God, I can relate to that. Yeah. That was really I very love, well said. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, and I have no judgment. Everybody lives their life as they live it. And um, it's just something I needed to do uh, for self-care for myself. And I've maintained it pretty well. I think the way you said that really also speaks to the sort of individualistic kind of solitary catharsis that you see in our community mm. in terms of how we approach a dance floor. Whereas I think most nightlife dance uh cultures subcultures are much more social and we are quite solitary yeah we like we don't partner dance even if you are dating someone in the in the scene you really you can't tell on the dance floor right right well everybody has their own independent spirit yeah and i i think that's what i saw that first time where there was an acceptance of differences Mm mm-hmm that I've always needed. I mean, I, I don't. I think we've all had our being bullied story. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, oh, yeah. <laughs> definitely had several. And I mean, I entered high school with a flat chest and braces. I didn't get my period. Me too. I didn't get my period until I was sixteen. So oh man, that, that was is a late fun one. developing in front of your classmates. So yeah. Just that alone is enough, you know. Yep. Um, but I think that seeing everyone on the floor, wow. It's so different. This is awesome. I'm, <laughs> I'm in heaven because I really feel, you know, you see in my journey, I like so many different types of music. You can't put me in a box, per <laughs> se. But I think that speaks, because I don't speak another language, that's my language. Yeah. I'm able to yes. connect I with different that. people wow, yeah. through different types of music. And I um, remember one time I was... I think it was because Blue Mondays used to be really great. I don't, yeah. go, I don't go anymore. Yeah, I don't think any of the adults have been in years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's unfortunate. But, you know, you know yeah. I, I get it from a, a money perspective and a, a business perspective.
perspective. Uh, you know, got to go where people are. Where the trends are. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I, I get what Bruce is doing. I, I respect it in a way, in his, in his own right. But um, yeah, I, I remember I was dancing inside, and one of the regulars, he was younger, and um, once in a while you'll see me, I'll throw in like a hip hop move or whatever dancing you know i'm gonna look out for it yeah (laughs) i love my hip-hop yeah yeah no it's great and it's good for you and it's it's harder to do it's it's more physical it's very impressive yeah it's very physical and i i i I, swish about it no swish (laughs) i can't do it it's a lot of feet um it's less arms and a lot of feet and i was i don't remember what song i was dancing to but he comes up to me and he says why are you dancing hip hop to a goth song? Wow, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, I don't some know. Guy. Oh, some guy. Some guy. Yeah, no, I can see his face. And um and I went, I didn't realize there was any rules. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. There are no rules. There are no rules. That's and, beautiful. And then he Aww. went and he like scooted off and then he come back and he went, I'm like I'm yeah. very, I'm very sorry. And he said I should respect you more because you've been in this scene longer than I have. And I said, Did he give you a respect to your that's elders? That's so great. Well, <laughs> he did. He that's did. That's kind of nice. Yeah. He did, but that's not very in a, interesting. Condescending way. Not at all. Yeah. Not I, I want to see someone at a hip hop club do a floor dance. Like, oh, <laughs> like a goth crawl? Like a goth crawl. Oh, that would be amazing. At a hip hop club. Hey, there's oh. no rules. <laughs> yeah. Look, one time when I was able to get to bar, um, because again, it's a Saturday, so I'm hardly ever there, but um, I remember, and it wasn't just because he was African-American or black, or, yeah, I think even if Derek, I asked Derek, Derek prefers to be called black, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't like that either, but um, there was a gentleman, an African-American gentleman sitting ne- next to me, and he was look, he could see his face just looking at everybody, and then he looks at me and he goes, do you come here a lot? And I said, not this specific night, but I've been mm-hmm. part of this for a very long time, he said, is this how everybody is? <laughs> for, like, like everybody gets along on the... Oh. That's, oh, that's, good observation. Wow. Yeah, he was really taking it in. That's very interesting. Because I know a lot of us think we don't get along. So yeah. I, I really find it validating to have a quote-unquote outsider come in and observe it in that way. I've had that happen to me more than once. Because wow. people feel comfortable approaching me. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm not moving... Right? <laughs> Hold still. Hold still. Um, but, uh, you know, I've had a few people ask, and I just said, yeah, you know. It's like everybody's just so chill and mm-hmm. getting along, and there's no tense, this feeling where something bad's going to happen. And I, wow. said, I said, I'm going to be blunt with you. I'm not asking you because you're black, but I'm going to be blunt. Are you from a hip-hop environment? And he said, I am. And I said, I was too. He goes, you were? And I said, <laughs> was and I've been with these beautiful souls for a really long time they have their own drama but what you're seeing is pretty much the norm and he went I go welcome he's like I said come back again oh I love that you played ambassador yeah well he just he looked a little lost but yeah intrigued at the same time that I feel like everybody was and I and now I understood that he he probably you know came from an environment that I I had to walk away from yeah. And yeah. Um, was tired of it. Just wanted to come and dance. But, you know, the music is different. So you have to... That's the number one thing we get mm-hmm. from security guards at all the clubs used to say, 
Oh yeah, Our, we, have, we have the Especially easiest the night. Especially the Monte Cristo, which had like <laughs> yeah. many different nights. Yes. Remember when it switched to hip hop? Yeah. yeah, and the, when it for that little window, the yeah. security guards because they thought they'd make more money, and it was just so high maintenance. And the, the they cops were it. called constantly. Yeah. That like, but the security guards always be like, "Oh, we love you guys." Like, oh, you know what happened at Wednesdays? I'll show this right now. <laughs> One of the security guards, Af- uh, African American guy, um, I was watching. Like so, there. W- sometimes this happens at the end of the club. No, I think that this happens at all clubs where. You know, the really drunk girl is surrounded <laughs> by a bunch of hungry men. <laughs> and I saw this girl completely wasted. She was this towering blonde. She kind of looked out of, like, she what didn't belong there. Oh, and yeah. she was completely wasted. And I saw, like, these guys, like, I'll walk you to your car. No, I'll walk you to your car. So I pulled the security guard aside and I said, because she went to go get her coat. And I said... I, I, went, I just whispered to him, I'm like, hey, I want to just ask her if she's all right. Because all these guys are like salivating, waiting yeah. for her. And I don't know if they're Oh, you know, her. I saw someone dealing with a coat situation. I think I... Is that me? Was that that night? I don't know. Okay. So, so she's... And she's completely... Wait, was this just like a week or two ago? No, this was probably like two months ago. Oh, never mind. I guess there's always a coat situation. There's probably a coat. <laughs> Sorry, always. continue. Well, she just went in to get her coat and she was like completely wasted. Mm-hmm. And, but there was, but the security guard had kicked everybody, they, they had mm-hmm. moved everyone out to the sidewalk. And so these guys were like waiting for her. Jeez. And I like whispered to the guy, I was like, hey, like when she comes back, I just basically told him the situation. He goes, he goes, come here, come here, step up. And he goes, step up. It was, it was a sweet moment. He's like, come back in. And he goes, you know, I gotta say, you guys really look out for each other. Aww. And like, yeah, and, and that is I know someone we don't know, from, right? The girl. Yeah, I yeah. don't know her. And he goes, "Here's what I'm gonna have you do. I'm gonna have you talk to her before she goes back outside, um, in here." And he's like, "You know, you your group here, your scene, like really like watches out." And yeah, and so I did. Aww. You know, I did approach. I think her. I know the security guard you're talking about too. Yeah. yeah. He's cool. He's cool. Yeah. He's a little he's, strict. He's getting cooler. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he was, he's when he was being early a lot, he was pretty new. He was right. Like he's the one that clears everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait. Yep. Is this at, is that at, at Wednesdays? Yeah. Geo? Uh, I don't know I'm forgetting know his, name. his name. He, yeah. He's kind of newer, and he's very, very doing serious. his job a thousand percent of yes. the time. So Which is great. Yeah, and he did not uh, come to the party, actually. Oh, he didn't? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> um... But no, anyway. But it's it's a compliment, you know, mm-hmm. that we do kind of like look out for each other. I mean, we do have the police, the dance floor police. Like Jay. we do, yeah. Like <laughs> totally. you know, they're kind of like, is he bothering you? You know, like yeah. Oh, Jay. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, he's been there. I had somebody. Um, you know, I had to actually hold him back. Oof, Jay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because he's like, I, and anyway. Nate, you don't understand, honey. I, I love that you want to protect me, but if you're not here next time and he shows up... Yeah, then, uh, that's a very good point. You have to be careful yeah. about how much you... Yeah. So yeah. there's a... He goes, okay. And I went, I love you for wanting to do that, and I value, you know, you're the protector here. But, <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Just, yeah. He mm-hmm. felt like a... a he felt he was, his body was heated up. It was like a werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> Jay's body is always heated up, right? Yeah. Physically. That's why he doesn't wear shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I just I noticed as you were speaking, I don't think I've ever heard anyone refer to Bar Sinister as Bar. bar. <laughs> I, I caught People that. People say too. Sin or Sinister. I've ne- yeah. 
Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Maybe because it's a bar? But there... It used to be... Our bars everywhere. <laughs> well, it used to be just a bar. Did you go there when it was just, like, the bar and it didn't have... It hadn't opened? No. I mean, I... You know, I've been to... What is it? It was Blue and Dungeon and... Um, mm-hmm. all, you know, I've been to a lot of different ones. But again, I took a big, long break, too, where I was just kind of... I went through a disconnect phase, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, I don't know. I think it just came out of me. That's interesting. All right. I remember saying, it's like we would always refer to also when Disco Necro existed, often just as Necro. Necro. And yeah. I had like one friend who would say, are you going to Disco? And I'm like, that Dis- sounds weird. <laughs> Speaking of clubs, what are your favorite clubs? Mm. Mm. I miss Mal. Okay. Mm-hmm. I miss which, Mal. Which iteration of Mal? Are you talking the about? Sunday bout. That's, I, the I Sunday bout. The Sunday one. I liked it when it was on Sunday because I couldn't, I couldn't go on Friday very often. So yeah. I got to go more often when it was on Sunday. I um, miss that too. And I miss Perversion. Who doesn't miss yeah. Perversion? I mean, it's just... Uh, stigmata was its own thing, but, um, you know, it was a little bit of a hot box. Um, <laughs> what about cinematic? I went, um, but I'd say... Perversion was mm-hmm. definitely probably the one I ended up frequenting the most overall. Okay. That was my intro club. Was it? It was Perv, yeah. At the okay. Ruby. So where was Stigmata when you went in it's, your was entry the probe? Club? Oh, okay. So it was on Highland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I missed that whole the Stigmata. Original, the original Stigmata. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they do a lot of reunion stuff. I mean, I did the... the I think Bruce did some of the ones downtown where he was trying to revive... Re- yeah. Yeah, memory clubs, vertigos. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. vertigos, and then there was that one of, of the third. Three three three. Yes. That fucking place. Yeah. I hate that place. Hey, that was Prince's old glam slam. Oh, that makes me feel that bad. That was his old. Club. But I didn't like it. I know it was big enough for me. It was yeah. Big enough for me. It's definitely spacious. Look, and that bathroom, <laughs> holy crap! It was like oh, yeah. golden. I forgot about that. Rows and rows of stalls for women. <laughs> yeah, that is unusual in our scene. To have a decent bathroom. I need the room as well. So I love the room. I need room. And the fact they tried to, they did that one like night. I think I remember this because Sarah Toon joined in and she was DJing upstairs. But they tried to like incorporate all the rooms. Do you know it's even bigger than the main room? There's the. The small room upstairs that they did a couple discords and perversion in. And then there was another room, too. They did, like, a massive club there. Was that a Halloween thing? Was that? No, it was all different. It was, like, some, I think it was, like, a black and white ball or something like that they did there. Um, They've done bondage balls there. Yeah. But that wasn't L.A. Dead or anything. Right, But this is L.A. Dead originally. Yeah, I think I only went there for L.A. Dead reasons. Yeah. And they did, like, all the clubs there. Room and Mal, etc. And I do miss I do miss Blue Mondays when it was great. Okay. Because it was it was my, fun. It could be my weekly thing because I could I could count on it because I didn't I didn't usually didn't get a lot of work on Mondays because I freelance so I knew I could sleep in sleep it off. I knew I could have something I could go to. That yeah. Was on the weekend it was regular for me. That's yeah. why Mal on Sundays and Blue on oh. Mondays for me was better than the weekend. So mm. yeah. it was opposite than everybody else or. A random Thursday. That's why Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we have Wednesdays um, because a lot of people in our community don't have normal weekday nine to fives, so it works out for us in a way that I think it does more so than other yeah. uh, communities or interests. Yeah. 
usually it wouldn't work out for me until now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, as we as we discussed on Monday, now. <laughs> we are uh, <laughs> unconventional schedule people. You know they brought back Blue Thursdays. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That is an option for you. No, you're not going to do it. I'm aware, I'm aware of it, yes. <laughs> okay. So <it's> just, <laughs> Her face says it all. No, um, it's, it's um, I'm sure it's been talked about. You know, I, as much as I have empathy for the young youngsters. <laughs> is it a younger, is it, it's not 18 and over, is it? I think it is. Oh, man. Yeah. And this is the thing. It, it's, it's, it's almost like a trifecta or two different ways. They didn't get taught the way that we get taught Mm -hmm. of what the etiquette is. So they don't know. Yeah, I feel like that discussion has been coming up a lot, actually. It's very interesting. They don't have good spatial boundaries. Oh, God, no. Yeah. And, you know, I want to, there's a a song um, that's actually more like funk R&B, like no perking on the dance floor. (laughs) Yes, yes. yes. So I think anybody who, you know, and because I'm a, you know, not a tall person, I get bumped into and pushed aside. Yeah, and, that. Yeah. You know, and somebody like Derek, you know, he'll see it and he'll just he, the long arms. <laughs> he'll elbow like, somebody. Get, yeah, those long arms will just come over. He's like, are you getting bothered? And I go, yeah, just I need your yeah. twirly twirl for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Just get them out of the way. Um, but, yeah. So he'll just, yeah, those long arms. It's like, like a weapon. And I know, it's great <laughs> funny. It's like That's West Side great. Story style dance fighting. I love love it and I and I have thoughtfully you know I remember never did it never had to do it at bar because that, that bar bar I know <laughs> it again. we're gonna it's, call it that yeah oh, it's cute bar bye. Bye. bar it's just my brain I probably call it sin sometimes um yeah. but because that it can get so crowded in there but you know yeah. what was great about um Mondays is that you know they flip it the patio yeah and you know of course goth yeah. night and industrial night were the most popular ones in seventies and I'm having I can see Marilyn Hendry in my yeah oh yeah she, she <laughs> references would that attach, she's like you love seventies yes you know? and I went oh yeah I love seventies they used to do hip hop nights do they do they still I haven't been in a long would time. you call yeah. it hip hop exactly know. well actually so I have a theory about what you were just saying about the youth not really having yeah, the etiquette that we had. But I also, I don't know how true that is about the young goths. I think that Blue Monday, the way that it's gone, you know, in the past yeah. several years, is actually much less a part of the goth scene. It, that's, yeah. That's and I, I think going. that it's that's not... actually what it is. It's not age, it's genre and community and subculture. I would agree with you. Um, oh, I've and, like, and I also, same with Bar Sinister, to a degree, because it has a little less etiquette than others. And it is a little less yeah. goth than others. It's like, you know, it doesn't fully identify as a goth club. And it sometimes shows by who's parking themselves on the dance floor. For sure. And I think the, um, I think them bumping it back to 21 and up is, that was a good move. Yes, yeah. that has helped for sure. Less yeah. of a shit show. Yeah. Yeah. And then there'd be the people that would just shock me by their etiquette and ability to put their phones away and just... They didn't get that experience, the autonomy of mm. not having a phone always in your yeah, face. Yeah, that's true, too. So it feels yeah. normal to them. It's, I just can't stand, even at Wednesdays, like people just literally barge through the dance floor. Mm. Yeah. I can't stand it. <laughs> My elbows go. Yeah, elbow away. That's this is an open threat. Don't walk into anything. 
Oh, because okay. you're just like, I can't. I'm, I'm going to cut I, someone. Nothing, <laughs> it has nothing to do with our recent events. I was always on the outside or corner or somewhere. Mm-hmm. Not I, I couldn't do the middle of the dance floor. I don't uh, like it either. Literally ever. That's actually part of why I really enjoyed dancing like on the stage with the dragonfly and like being a go-go dancer at the Monte Cristo. Away. It yeah. wasn't even, it's like, it wasn't like to be seen. I did not mind that part, but it was like this separateness that was like, Ooh, yeah. we, have, we have our own space. <laughs> I did, oh, I forgot. I missed dragonfly. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird you spot. It. Um, there was a Bruce, I don't know who put together that, um, that like look back at the past club that they did. It was a massive club at catch one, not this last time, but the time before it was like a few months ago, like maybe. Oh, four. was it? Yeah, ma- it was called Massive Club. Massive. Yeah, I was and out it of town. was all yeah. separate, like Velvet, Bang, Clockwork Orange, yeah. Beat It. Then they had Perversion. They had like all the clubs, and um, Farber was spinning. I think he, I think he was in the Perv room. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, I went on stage and I was like, "Can I dance next to you?" It got so fucking crowded mm-hmm. that I was like, "Can I just?" So yeah, that. You missed my go-go debut. Aww. Well, it wasn't even that. It was like, I know. I'm so sick of people. I just want to be up here and leave me the fuck alone. So I can relate was... to that. <laughs> so so when, I, when I re-entered the club scene after like super, you know, lockdown COVID times, um, I actually was with Jay and Derek, who we keeps coming up. Uh, and we went to, God, whatever Bruce was doing at Los Globos. And Are I like, we I am angling for us? it. Yeah. Could you help us? I want you and Jay to be like, you should do it. It's delightful. Derek comes over and is like, you need anything? Yeah, I need you to be on open <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll be, I'll, I'll poke at him. Yeah. We didn't torture you, did we? He's amazing. He's amazing. It's not over yet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe we will. He'd be a great interview. Yeah, I know. I'm plug him right now. <laughs> anyway, we went to Bruce's thing at Los Globos, and I've like I never really went to Los Globos. It's not my place. Um, yeah. But it was like okay, we are going to a club, and we're all wearing masks and feeling very anxious. And I so I went up and I danced on the stage, literally just because of fucking COVID. Of like it's away from people, and but it did feel very dragonfly, and like I get I want to be away. It felt definitely different emotionally because mm. you know. That venue reasons. I don't think you've probably ever seen me on a box, and the only time I've done that is um, to get air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, totally. To come up for air. Yeah, uh, but other than that, I need too much room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, the boxes, actual boxes are difficult. I had a hard time with that. We'll yeah, go I need dancing. too much room. You're yeah. kind of by the, the photo booth. We all have our spots. I love it. Yeah, is it now? I would be, when you walk in and you look at dance floor I'd be off on the right usually by the big fan yeah oh god oh, my life that was my space too <laughs> I'd always be on a corner as a part of the goth world do you have any criticisms or suggestions to make it better or more like how you fell in love with it in the first place hmm first thought make it a um Mandatory, you can't have your phone out. <laughs> hey. Yeah. That, that we're here to connect as human beings. We're trying to get back to, you know, we, we've all been behind masks and all of this stuff for so long. This is a mask on its own. Like, it is. It is, it is emotionally, it, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's distracting. Uh, it affects other people. It's really distracting. And it's taking up our area. We're trying to... We have to accommodate you, and it's like every yeah. fucking 30 seconds. Yeah, 
you can take out whatever you want. I think it gets invasive um, and it can interrupt your experience. It can interrupt your experience that you're having with other people. Yeah. You know, the point is to connect with other people when you're using your phone. I get it. You want to take a photo or have an area where, you know, but just not on the dance floor. Yeah. Not on the, and you know what? No phones on the dance floor. No totally phones reasonable on the request. dance floor. And actually no drink. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, unfortunately, I liked when Mal had that. Yeah, I remember. Because once it's there's they a just spill, drop it. it's such it's such a small venue to begin with. Then if it doesn't get taken care of, and I'm the first to go over to the bar and find a towel and just do it myself, because <laughs> I mean I don't care, you know. Um, but it can. Don't halt my dancing. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. I think that everybody's doing their best that they can right now. This okay. is, we're coming out of a time, I think everybody's readjusting. I certainly am. Yeah. yeah. Good, That's yeah, a fair good point. point. I think we're all readjusting on how we socialize with each other, and I, I think kindness is not overrated, overrated, and patience, and just taking a moment before you respond. And, yeah. Before you throw elbows. To... That's just good life advice. I don't care where yeah. you are. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm around a lot of people in what I what I do, and I see you know a lot of different things. Um, and uh, it's, I wasn't working for over a year and a half, so mm -hmm. I was home alone. With no, I know how to do that, so I, I think I fared better than the average person. Mm -hmm. Like I think my own therapist just said, "You are not responding to this like everybody else." And I, I'm <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I'm getting some rest. <laughs> like the initial six months, I was actually enjoying it. Yeah, the like first six, help, same. I can't help. I did it. Oh. I can't control the virus, and I can't control how people respond to it, and then also just everything else that happened, which just is just crazy because I think it it made people cuckoo. But um, you know, we have an opportunity in the community that we have to really help each other and show up for each other. Now, I am not on social media, so that keeps me from being connected with all of you. So unless somebody reaches out to me via text or something, I'm not a part of that. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also not a part of a lot of drama as well. <laughs> I mean, there's there's good and bad in it, but you know, um, you know, it's a choice that I made. Did you miss the, completely miss the whole Twitch phase? When no. People, oh, okay. Actually, Jay. Good. Oh, yeah. He was a big Twitch yeah. corona. <laughs> well, actually, Jay's, um, because that beautiful, kind man uh, reached out to me and he said, you know, via text, he just said, you know, Jolie, I know you. You need music. And I think this would be really good for you, because especially because you're not on social media. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I was apprehensive at first. And the first two people I followed were DJ Slave and yeah. I think it was Tommy first, and then it was DJ Slade. It was like huh. kind of the same day. Yeah. So it was Mar I was on really early because of Jay. So 325? Yeah. 20? Okay. Yeah, oh, there. you remember your <laughs> Twitch yeah. entry point date. Yeah, I do. And um, then it just kind of expanded from there. And then because I don't just like this music, um, I've actually, now I've met, I mean, I've, I feel like I've traveled all over the world. You yeah. Know, with all the different EDJs, but yeah, I've even not like a R&B uh, vinyl DJ from Sacramento. Super nice guy, him and his wife. I've, I've like, 
I'm not going to say there wasn't any drama inside Twitch, because there was. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say the first uh, 68 months, uh, six months was really great, because, you know, you were home, there was, you know, it didn't matter what time you were up. Yeah. And there was this <laughs> that part I did like. thing. I was apprehensive, because I've never been in a chat room. Mm-hmm. I've never been through all of that. These are mm. all things I have not done, and it's intentional. So when I got in there, someone says, oh, well, the chat room, Jolie, if you've ever experienced it, is, is like uh, AOL. And I go, I wouldn't know. But what kept me going, and I think the only reason I felt comfortable was that music was attached to it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yeah. And there was a, it made me, and he was right, to Jay's credit, if Jay hadn't, I don't know if I would have known about it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I would have found out. I don't know. But I'm glad he reached out. Yeah, so you know, yeah. I listened to Rocky and listened to you know Randy. You know, yeah, I was. I'd support all our local DJs, and then I expanded. And DJ Slave is actually one of the first. I still haven't met her. Right? She's yeah. Oh yeah, she comes down here once in a while. Yeah, I she guest has met her basically through Jay. Yeah, and I didn't meet Rocky until um, the unfortunate uh, funeral. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the first time I met Rocky actually. Mm. Mm. And funerals, I said, I mean, yeah, brings everyone out. Yeah, so, but no, I felt really grateful about that. It, it, um, I was would be dancing from home, you know, chatting at the same time. I realized it was giving me this connection to people and, uh, and an, a little bit of an endorphin rush. And mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't I'd have I'd prop my computer up. I didn't never did it on my phone. I, I set a boundary. I'm like, yeah. you're not going to do it on your phone. You're only going to do it on your computer. And I've kept that boundary, actually. I've never done any of it hmm. on my phone. Yeah, it's good. I actually usually did that as well, just for, like, logistical, like, it is more accessible. More accessible, louder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you balance, I know you do have an introverted side, but you're also very generous with those that you feel comfortable around. How do you balance being social and very into dancing at the club? I mean, that must be a difficult thing to do. Uh, it almost, like, as the question was coming, it actually almost made me uh, get kind of teary-eyed again. Mm-hmm. Um, you all, more than the hip-hop environment, have been accepting of seeing a plethora of my emotions come out on the floor and be unaffected by it. Mm. And it's something that means so much to me because I've had a lot of anger in my life and sometimes it can just throw out on the dance floor and Hmm. you guys don't care. I just, I'm allowed to get that out Mm -hmm. plus the joys, plus everything else that flows through us. Um, But, and I wanted to make sure I said this to the two of you so that you can understand how important you are to me in that you get to see my heart and my soul in a way that a lot of people in my life do not get to see. Yeah. And I think that I've had to come to terms with the, that you get to see that creative part of me where I'm actually truly just being me. And yeah. it means so much to me. And that you get to see all the different things that are running through me because I do feel every note. Hmm. I can tell. I know. It's like that whole, feel, like, you want, you see someone else in that moment, you identify with it, but you want to keep them in their intimacy, and it's like, 
it's such a, like you said, communicative. Well, yeah. and, and also what, it's sad, I think, that if some of the community, if we feel like there's, you know, um, problems within it, and I can, I can see that and I can feel that sometimes, but for me, um, it's so, it's safe. It's, um, I can really, really, truly be me. I'm a little bit of a late bloomer growing into who I am, as mm. not only as a woman, but as a human being. Mm-hmm. And if we were to go back to the trauma mm-hmm. and the different things that I've been through, and I won't mind telling you privately, you'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that it allows me to go, oh, I can really just let it loose. And these gorgeous humans are just going to go, okay, yep, there she goes. You know, Working through it. <laughs> yeah. Working through it, you know. And also, but as far as, you know, stopping or that balance, I don't have to. You know that I need that and not to interrupt me. Yeah. Yeah. And I same for you. You're like you check in the body language. You can look, read dancers. Oh yeah. And oh, yeah. Like, do you they know, want me to hug them right now? Maybe not. Right. Although you can see, I can see like people see me going. <laughs> yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. They just do the little wave. Yeah. Yeah. Then, and then you know, and then or or I'm I'm midstream, grab a hug and go right back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because I don't want. Um, but it, it I can see it in people's eyes, and it's such a it just it's delicious because you just get it there's no having to explain or of course you're going to get this being mid-conversation about something oh yeah you guys are in conversation we're like talking we've been taking a break let's say we're out in the patio of malediction (laughs) and you're just all of a sudden okay gotta go (laughs) (laughs) gotta dance for this the song comes on oh god yeah i interrupt myself all the time well and that would be another good thing i would have to say is that nobody gets um upset yeah. No, that's very much a part of how we function as a people. Well, and, you know, people get excited when, you know, even somebody, you know, that's, I'm older, and, you know, somebody said, well, you're kind of like Tony Basil, you're going to be dancing, you know, forever. And Fuck I yeah. went, oh, I'm like, hell yeah, I'll be like, hey, <laughs> yeah. crazy old lady on the dance floor. Um, but I think, you know, just that acceptance of who we are, and you guys don't, I don't know, you just, you let me be me. And I don't have to, I don't have to navigate that. No. Yeah. I was going to say something else, but I lost the train of thought. It's like poetry for the goth world, what you're saying right now. It's, yeah. It's, it feels so good to hear, because it's like, yeah, Everybody, yeah, that. This scene needs <laughs> to snap that? <laughs> I can't snap. snap. <laughs> I think because of my, in fact, I don't think I know, because I've been a part of a lot of different sectors of music and I'm not saying that the rock and roll environment they they are very loving as well um I was going to ultimate jam every week uh at the whiskey for three years in a row and I I got a family out of that Mm -hmm. but when COVID hit and also um because I'm not on Facebook that kind of disappeared went away and I'm not saying I've been in contact with everybody during this period, but look, look what Jay did. Yeah. He yeah, went. we connected because of Jay. I kept hearing your name in conversation all the time, Aww. and I'm like, I, th- I think I know what we're talking about, but I, we've never really interacted. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you know, Derek, Derek and I had um, already really established a friendship outside the club and mm-hmm. between thrift store shopping and oh, yeah. museum or you know. Um, yeah, you were saying. In fact, I think I'm wearing Derek right now. I know oh, nice. you did the scarf. I yeah, yeah. It's Derek. Okay, no, this is the the pants are Derek. He got. Oh, them. he'll buy me things. Oh, that's so great. Things for me. I'm like, I'm wearing Derek. Oh. Yeah. So no, styled by Derek. Yeah. But Derek, somebody, I one of the, and I ha, I'll bring him. I am gonna try to get him on here. For <laughs> yes. He's a, he's a Again, we need ambassadors. He's a, he's a phenomenal human. Yes. He knows how to, he's a great example of knowing how to navigate um, social media. Yeah. And still knows how to get on the phone and have a conversation. That's cool. Yeah. He knows how to do that. He, he says I'm probably one of the few he ever does it with. And I said, I go, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> and he said, no. And he says, you remind me that it, I, feel be- I feel better having a, an actual conversation with somebody mm-hmm. instead of, you know, yeah. screen and I think people forget that I'm older and that's how I was raised yeah and um, I I compromise quite a bit and once in a while I don't need a five-hour conversation even though it can turn into that sometimes um, you know but I want to hear you laugh I want to hear you cry I want to be able to properly respond to your emotions if something fluxes while I'm talking to you hmm. and I think people miss and that's with this the people who didn't get have it's interesting with the phones we got a t- I got so much privacy and autonomy as a child but the phone connection I don't think is any different than me sitting here with the two of you except it's on the phone hmm. at least I get to hear your inflection and connect with you hmm. as, as humans I want to I hear you. Maybe I can learn that feeling because I really do have anxiety about phone conversations. Um, and a lot of people do. Yeah, it's weird. But if it, because it did, I don't have anxiety about this. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's just, um, um, I, I don't like to hold the phone and make sure I have, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That actually does make a huge so difference. You can just kind of relax. Yeah. That was kind of a game changer. Yeah. You can connect with the person. Um, and it's nice. Sometimes you don't have to get dressed, and you can just, yeah. you know, you can just hang, hang on the phone. So now I'm curious, like during pandemic times when we were not seeing each other, and you enjoy the phone, how did you feel about the the Zoom situation? I didn't do any of it. Oh, that's what I was curious yeah. about. So I actually felt a little better about video chatting because it brings that body language body aspect language. into yeah. it. Whereas like the like text works fine for me. It is obviously very different from sure. being with a person. But that sort of middle ground of having the phone, the auditory with no body language, I think is maybe my, my problem is I I don't know. I, and you know what? Maybe I should understand that better as even as well. It's like if you weren't doing it all the time like I was. Yeah. Or it's like a practice, I guess, where you're used to. Yeah. It's a it's nostalgic in a way because it's something I did a lot as a kid. Yeah. And through teenager, through even in my twenties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cell phones didn't come till. I want to say I was the last generation that like I did grow up with telephones. Didn't really text until I was probably eighteen ish. Even though it was around, it just wasn't a part of our lives. Yeah. But then I was like, oh my god, I don't have to do that anymore. 
Well, I will say um, I agree with you on the Zoom, but it just it, I became a late bloomer, and it, unfortunately, mm. I kept getting invited to Zooms were, that were group ones. And that shit was weird. <laughs> we can agree. We can it's agree. A lot. <laughs> that and shit I, was I, weird. I will say this might surprise you. I'm actually noise sensitive. Oh okay. Oh. So um, all the clamoring, yeah, would agitate me. That and give me anxiety. Totally understandable. Where somebody was trying to do a um, a comedy thing, and I'm like, I just had to exit. Oh. Just like there was too much going on. Too clank, 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 yeah. clank. They weren't muting. People were. Yeah. Like it was all mm-hmm. over the place. Um, perhaps I would have. I think it was just if it was a one-on-one thing, it's gonna. Be yeah, that's my, different. Yeah. That's interesting that you're noise sensitive. But I think, like, as the three of us, at least in this room, know sensitive does not mean bad. That could be a yeah. part of why you're so connected to music. I think that um, I was supposed to be a musician. Hmm. I was going to ask about that, too. Yeah. The way I respond to music, um, even in my rocker scene, because I'll hear things, and I'll even hear things out of tune. Like, oh, yeah. You know, or out of timing. That bugs me the most, is where <laughs> I hear a song played, and I'm like, they're screwing up the BPM. Like, I'm like, this is the wrong. I can hear it. Me too. Yeah. And I've had mu- musicians uh, say something, and I, I said, no, I, I, I'm not, but I I think the way I respond to it, and I know timing mm-hmm. just naturally, um, that it, yeah. It, it bugs you, right? If a, if a band is covering their own song and redoing it, that's a whole nother matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're the timing, you know, they they've just changed it. They've taken it to a hard rock song to an acoustic slow song. That's a whole nother matter. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, yeah. It's 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 almost like the dissonance of it is is a problem. When I hear something out of tune or out of beat, um, play at the club, which I mean. I, I've dabbled in learning how to DJ, so I understand why mm-hmm. things are different speeds. But it's like it's kind of like that same like get off my lawn. Like no, we're used to hearing it at this speed. <laughs> well, and I, um, you know, I, I love goth, but I think I love the faster stuff more. I think there's a point where um, it can get a little dark for even me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where the sensitivity because. Um, who hasn't suffered from depression, anxiety, and all the different yeah. things that the caveat of things that we go through? But yeah. um, industrial helps with my anger because it's get hard. it out. That makes sense. Get yeah, it out. yeah. It's connected to my rocker things where it's but it's mm-hmm. to a dance vibe. But then even that becomes too intense for mm. me sometimes. So, I mean, look, I can go from listening to an industrial song to listening to. Andy Gibb to Madonna to I, I'm all over the right point. yeah, I'm, yeah. Um, that's my those are my questions do you have anything you want to talk about anything else you want to um, no this has been lovely okay, this has cool. been really we're lovely. at a good hour so cool. I think we're <laughs> thank you so much we're going to go dance with you yeah, tonight we're all going to head over <laughs> for having me and for Feel so comfortable. No, this is delicious. I'm so delighted that you wanted to do this with us. Yeah, Thank and you. now we can all go dancing together. I know that's it's <laughs> pretty cool. We're getting you out. <laughs> all right, we'll see you next time. All right, yeah. good night. This has been Open Graves. Bye. Bye.